to the You Don't Know Me Yet Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Two Gems in the Mic. I'm your host, Linda Dorsey, along with my girl, Tanisha the Diva Mahomes. What's up, Nisha? Hey, you know it's me. I'm here. I'm here, okay. I'm here for it. We have an amazing guest. We're about to shock you guys. I'm so excited today. Go ahead and bring him in, Linda. All right. We are welcoming Coach Tyler Marsh, Assistant Coach of the Las Vegas Aces, the championship Las Vegas Aces to the show. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And we we are grateful that you took time out. I know you're a busy man. You got a lot going on, so we appreciate you taking the time. First thing we want to do is congratulate you on the championship. The second thing, and I think more importantly, we want to <laughs> congratulate you on that new addition to the family. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Thank you. It's been a uh, a blessed month, that's for sure. So um, uh, a ton of blessings coming coming this way for not just for myself and our family, but for the whole Aces organization. So uh, I'm excited to bring another Ace into the family for sure. All right. Won't he do it? Won't, won't he do it? He will, won't he? he I know he will. The number one Ace. The number. That must have been like a crazy week for you. I know. Like, yeah. It was, uh, it was amazing. We uh, I think we won on the 18th of September. Uh, we flew right back. We landed about 3 in the morning. Um, went home for three or four hours, got my wife, went to, uh, went to the hospital around eight the next morning. She was in labor for 17 hours. Uh, and our son was born on, on the 20th. So, um, I couldn't have scripted it or wrote it any better myself. Um, it was just, uh, it was amazing few days for sure. Yeah. Well, Tyler, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm a Virgo. Okay. Yes, Lord. We good people. I'm telling you, you got you a good one. So I appreciate that. I'm all job well done. Job well done. Absolutely. Thank you. So I mean, you know, just looking at the team, but looking at you specifically, you got such an impressive resume and background. I mean, um, I don't even know how you get a break to talk to us today. So I appreciate that. But your resume speaks volumes. The Raptors, the G League, the Pacers. And now currently with the Aces, take us through that journey a little bit. Yeah, I, I started um, my career um, in the G League. It was the D League at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And my first opportunity was as a player development coach with the Houston Rockets Development League team, um, which is in Rio Grande Valley, McAllen, yep. Texas. Uh, and they're called the Vipers. And uh, at the time, the head coach was Nick Nurse, who's now the head coach with the Toronto Raptors. Yep. And... Uh, it really just started on a, a visit to the a Houston Rockets workout one summer, and I asked around about internships that I had um, applied for previously and hadn't heard back from. And while I was over there, they said that um, uh, that they had filled that spot that I had applied for, but that they may have something with their G League team available. Um, so I met Coach Nurse, who was the head head coach of the G League team right. at the time, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked me what my interests were and why I was interested in, uh, in that internship that I'd applied for. And, uh, he said, well, come back the next few days for, for workouts and, uh, we'll throw you in there and see how you see how you do. Mm-hmm. And on the spot the next day, he offered me the, the player development role with him. And it was just like one thing from another, 
from there. It was just uh, we had chemistry. Um, we, we won a championship that year in the G League as well. Right. Uh, yes. And uh, from that point on, I've just been kind of riding the wave, so to speak. I, um, my, my dad is a college coach, so coaching has always been in my blood, but it wasn't right. necessarily oh, yeah. something that I thought I was going to get into. Um, and you said at one point, didn't you say your dad didn't want you to coach? He, he, right. He, uh, <laughs> I was actually baseball was my first love. I'm a huge baseball fan. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, he was really pushing me towards, towards down the baseball route. I just wanted to kind of me to carve my own, you know, my own route, my Man. own future for myself and not to feel any pressure of having to follow him, do anything that he did. Um, right. but, uh, I couldn't escape it. Um, uh, my love for the game and my passion for people, um, is what drives me to coach and is what kept me in, is what kept me in coaching thus far. So, uh, I'm enjoying the ride. Okay. Well, cool. I'm going to tell you, I feel like uh, sometimes fathers will do that. Um, I know my brother definitely wanted uh, my nep nephew to go down the baseball route, and yeah. I think he went down the opposite route. So sometimes <laughs> I think it's better to, to go yeah. your own path. Yeah, I've been trying to speak. I've been trying to speak baseball blessings on my son since he was born as well. So <laughs> we'll see. How, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right, oh, yeah. I got a, I got sort of a two part question for you. So, um, transitioning from coaching males, training males into women, um, what was the big difference? I mean, we know they're all athletes, they're basketball players, they're ballers, but what was, did you find a big challenge or not? Uh, I think the, the the biggest personal challenge was just learning the league. Um, you, you know all of the high profile players and because the, they're, um, they're all elite at what they do. Um, but I think just knowing the NBA from a personnel standpoint, inside and out for the last several years, um, you, you, you go from feeling like you have a really good grasp on that to now learning a whole new league and new player tendencies. And especially in my role in the player development role, it's, it's huge that you know those individual tendencies. So um, not really having an, a full off season, going from one season right into the next, um, kind of limited the amount of time to get acclimated to, to the league is kind of uh, sped that process up. Mm -hmm. um, so that was probably the toughest part, but from a basketball standpoint, uh, it really wasn't much different. Um, these, uh, the women that we have on this team and, and throughout the league, they're, uh, they are the best of the best. And it's, um, I think sometimes it's, it's a, uh, a disservice to compare the two, um, yeah. because yeah. they're more, they're more alike than they are different. Um, mm -hmm. and so, uh, it's been a, it's been a great transition. It, it helps also that, um, that Becky was also trans transitioning from the NBA yes. to back to the WNBA. Right. So, uh, it was kind of some some similarities there that we were both able to to go through at the same time and uh we have another assistant on our staff natalie nakase who was also in the nba so we were all uh facing the same learning curve at the same time and so um it helped bring us together and and the organization um helped transition uh help make that transition for us a lot smoother as well and you guys are great people go ahead tanisha no it kind of sounds like a perfect storm like everybody was kind of on the same page in the trajectory that you guys were going and you got there and it was just like a almost like a jiffy lube kind of a well-oiled machine it just worked <laughs> out and um I, I i know that um the naysayers may say that you guys all came from the nba down to the WNBA, but i mean with them you've seen talent at both levels yeah. and i think um it it would be nice to um, to hear your perspective on those top tier athletes, no matter what you're doing, you know what I mean? Those top tier athletes are top tier athletes and mm -hmm. playing with the best, whether it's the NBA or playing with the best, where it's WNBA, 
kind of the routines are the same, right? You have to have that same mindset, that killer instinct and all of that as well. And I know, yeah. I know it's been a lot about, you know, the fact that there's a salary difference. I'm just kind of curious how you feel about the, the different, the, the wage gap, kind of just kind of what you think, you know, if it should be tightened, if it's, you know, equivalent or what, what you actually think about that. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's widely understood that they should, that, that our, our league should get a lot more than, than what they do uh, and have earned that right. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and uh, it, the circumstances sometimes that you have to deal with as a player, um, as an as a top level athlete, um, you just you just hope that at some point it doesn't affect the product. You want everything to be smooth so that you want the the travel to be in, you know as smooth right. as possible. Absolutely, the dynamics. You want everything to be top notch because they are top notch athletes, and you have to protect that. And so I think that the league will be moving or is moving in a in a positive direction, and especially with the. Uh, the attention and the notoriety that is getting worldwide, uh, I think that helps. Um, but again, from a from a athletic standpoint, it's it's, it's really not too much different watching a uh, watching a Chelsea Gray and watching a Chris Paul. Like they they operate right. the same. They play. Right. They think gotcha. the game they say the same. They play hard. They direct their teammates. Their extension of coaches on the floor. Um, and then you have uh, you have players like uh, Asia Wilson and. I kind of compare them, compare her to Giannis. Uh, they're they're both in the prime, but have accomplished so much that they probably right. already have a Hall of Fame career. And, exactly. Yeah. And, gotcha. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. uh, they they are great and fun to work with, and they allow themselves to be coached. And uh, you know, for a coach that's that's transitioning from one league to the next, like that's all you can ask for. Absolutely. So let's back up a little bit. I want to go to your conversation. So I understand that um, Jenny Boucher in- introduced you, or you and Becky met. How did y'all meet? Yeah, um, uh, Becky and Jenny has had a long existing um, relationship back to their days in the in the WNBA, mm-hmm. and okay. um, <clears throat> they're they're extremely close. And I was fortunate enough to develop a really good relationship with Jenny during my time with the Pacers. And it's just one of those things that like when like minded people connect, mm-hmm. it just um, it, it's something that flows pretty naturally. And it didn't take too long um, from being introduced to 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 Coach Hammond to um, going into working for it. That like we couldn't, and I say this all the time, we connected on a level that extends way beyond basketball and something that's going to last way longer than basketball. Championships or not, like this, it, it's a it's a a longstanding relationship that when you value the things off the court, it makes everything that you go through on the court that much easier. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so. Uh, that's what I appreciate about being a part of this staff and mm-hmm. um, what I really appreciate about because that's that's a, a mindset that was um, that's really embraced here with the aces uh, and not always so evident uh, not to throw any shade on the on the NBA but this it's not always so evident in the NBA you have so much so much bigger staff and so many moving, yeah. much more moving Absolutely. parts that, that that kind of stuff can get lost in the mix sometimes mm-hmm. uh, but but it's really uh, focused on and valued here and and it makes for a, a great working environment for sure yeah i noticed something and you can see the connections because i noticed when like um asia she spoke about uh, mark davis a couple of times you know like mm-hmm. he wanted to understand the game he said he wanted to learn mm-hmm. about it and was open to that it wasn't like i'm the owner type thing and then you got somebody like nikki fargus i mean her you know her resume speaks for itself also so those relationships i mean i just looked at that i was like wow i was really excited when i saw 
that he was the owner of the team and what he was doing. It's like he's at the game to cheer. It's yeah. like he's not at the game. You know, you've got and I'll call one. You got a, he's not a Jerry Jones. He doesn't even want the mic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like they put the mic in his face after he's like said what he had to say. And he was like off, you know, yes. let's, let's just celebrate. So I, I, I see that. So that's pretty cool. And then to have the staff that you guys have is very impressive. Mm-hmm. And to do what you did um, with that team, how much pressure did you feel this year? Mm-hmm. If any? Uh, uh, I don't think we really felt that much. I, I think that um, maybe internally um, Becky may have felt some um, just from, from, her transition in itself, it's just a, a whole different animal that she was going up against. Um, but uh, I think that we were able to adopt the mindset that if we do things the, the right way, um, if we take it day by day and, um, <clears throat> you know, championship aspirations were there, but it wasn't really something that we talked about much. Um, okay. It was, uh, we, we wanted to create habits that were championship driven um, and have that lead to 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 whatever results will come of that, and you can you can live with that win or lose at the end of the day if you do things in a championship way. And so um, that's kind of how we operated, and we we wanted to take one game at a time, um, <clears throat> and it didn't really matter how we were playing. If we we could uh, we could win a game and not play the way that we wanted to play, Wonderful. and it wasn't a great feeling in the locker room afterwards. And that's that's kind of what you hope to see because then you know everybody's on the same page and are and what we're after is aligned. That's great. You know, great. you know what Tyler that sounds like to me is like that's coach it's like to you. It, it's it's just like when when you have the when you've won a championship before, you know what that feels like, you know what's needed to win that championship. Mm-hmm. It's not it's it's all about what you do on a day-to-day basis to get back to put yourself back in, in that position to be there. It, it's not even something that you gotta we already know what the goal is. The goal is there. You don't want to talk about the goal. We need to go out there and do what what's necessary to get get to the end result. And it sounds like to me that you guys, you know, both of you guys had already had championships before. Y'all were on the same page. It was just a better. We need to get these people, you know, get get our get our guys in sync, have them um, realize that repetition will make it work out. And then, you know, it it just sounds like that winning atmosphere is embedded in you guys already because you guys already won. Yes, a hundred percent. I think actually the the pressure may start mounting now. Trying to trying to follow it up with another one. Uh, yeah, you are gonna feel yeah. a little something now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, they gunning for you. I, I was yeah. trying. I was trying to ease it. I was trying to ease it on, but yeah, yeah, yeah you about to be. Feeling oh, everybody's it now. gonna be. Gun- I mean, they were gunning for y'all this year. So I mean, right after you know, the game too. So you're. Yeah. I mean, the re- the resiliency of that team, and just to see what they did winning, and then I I I, I was sitting up one night because I I'm up all the time flipping through the channels. And I'm looking, and I see Asia. I see, I think it's Chelsea and Kelsey. Everybody playing. I'm, I'm, I look. Uh, what's her name from um, AT? From and I'm like, is this old? Because I was like, there's no way. I was just watching the parade. I said, there's no way they're in Australia, and it's like mm-hmm. Australia 2022. So I mean, that yeah. just the the conditioning and everything mm-hmm. that you guys have done with this team is just amazing. Because I mean, you out winning the championship you know partying a little bit uh-huh. having a parade and all that then you're on a plane and then, then you play it at a, at a high level so it's yes. a testament to, yeah yeah and that and that kind of goes back to the previous question about how how there needs to be a, a a concentrated effort on protecting um their health um yes because Absolutely. they don't they don't get an off season um 
80% of our team is currently overseas already playing in their in their new seasons, uh, mm -hmm. and they won't get done until it's time to start training camp for us going into next year. So uh, oh, it's really? it's a constant grind. They are some of the toughest athletes I've ever been around, um, and to do it in a way where they don't complain, right? Um, mm -hmm. It's uh, it, it's a really uh, unbelievable experience and an eye-opening and humbling experience for someone who's new to the league. Um, so I, I appreciate them to the fullest. Yeah, you got to mandate what, some naps. Like you know, for Jackson, you got to mandate some naps. <laughs> you know, he, hearing hearing you talk about um, the WNBA players going right off into another, uh, you know, overseas plan, it reminds me so much of like the minor league baseball players. Once they finish that, they go right off to the Dominican and they mm -hmm. go over. They and they and they don't really get a break because they're right. grinding in that in that in that in that um you know, earlier part of their career. So mm -hmm. to see those those athletes still doing that at and they're at the next level. They're at the yeah, actual they're pinnacle already at those that young level. guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that 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 just shows that, you know, they're no joke. This is serious. I mean those yeah. those are some amazing athletes that we're looking at and we're at, we're we're blessed to witness. No doubt. You know, no so doubt. we know you got a couple of things, but we got a couple of more questions we're asking. Sure, no, you're, fine. Ask you. you're fine. Okay. So who who we know Becky drew it up, but who had called the slant? I call it the slant because that wasn't but a slant that she ran Jackie Young. <laughs> well, Jackie, Jackie looks like a wide receiver anyway. So it's <laughs> right. not what? She's, what? She, yeah, her yes. is. Uh, she is. Uh, she's built. I wish I was built like Jackie. We'll say that. So that's, <laughs> that's a compliment in itself. So right, <laughs> right. Um, but uh, no, that was all. That was all Becky. She um she's she is. Uh, if if oh. if you watched her in ATO, she's as good as it gets um, out out of timeouts, and uh, she has a really good um, knack for understanding what defenses are going to do in circum in certain circumstances. And what she really does is set those end of game situations up throughout the entirety of the game. So she we may mm -hmm. be running something for three quarters, and now she hits them with a counter in the fourth quarter. And it's uh, she's she's uh, really good at exploiting those um, those points and times in the game and. Um, but that was all her. Yeah, that was fun. Well, I mean, I've been watching. Okay. Uh, yeah, big, big, big fan. I've been watching Becky since she was with the Liberty. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, a, a big fan. So even just watching her play then, you knew she had that, I call it the Spidey sense. She was like, okay, she played the game differently because she's mm -hmm. smaller, right? So we know compensating for certain things, but she was able to do it. You, you, the size went out the window as soon as she hit the court. You're just yeah. that, the smarts. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, when anytime, anytime you're a point guard, you have to think the game uh, and anyways. And so I think that, uh, um, you know, that, that certainly has um, helped mold her into the coach that she, that she is from, from the player that she was. And you can see, kind of see those um, resemblances in, in like a Chelsea. Um, there'll be timeouts where throughout the season where Chelsea will come right over and coach will be like, you want the clipboard? She'll be like, yeah, give it to me. She'll take the clipboard. <laughs> Chelsea will take the clipboard. She'll sit in cool. coach's seat, and she's the one talk, the only one talking in the timeout. So, uh, um, you it makes it it makes the game a lot easier when you have players who are extensions of of the coaching staff uh, and and can uh, create a, uh, disadvantages for the defense um, uh, during the course of the game and during the flow of the game and players who have that trust have built that trust amongst their teammates because not everybody has that cachet to be able right. to do that. And everyone trusts Becky and everyone trusts Chelsea out there. And, uh, you know, it's a great team environment. 
I'm sure they trust you too. I watch, I coach, I oh, coached high school for years, for like 12 years in AAU. So I'm always looking at the bench just to see what coaches are doing. And y'all are pretty calm. Like I've seen other coaches, assistant coaches, like on the floor Lose running. It. And y'all are just like, you know, okay. Like that trust. So you can see the trust in there. And I know the players feel that. So yeah, that's, that's it's a good thing to watch. I mean, I always see what coaches are doing, what their reactions are, even every sport, just seeing what the coaches are thinking. But yeah, that's pretty funny about the slant. But uh, so the WNBA is expected to expand. I know uh, um, Elena Beard is working, you know, very hard there in Oakland, and they're looking at expansion. Do you think there's enough parity for the expansion now or in 2024? I do. Um, I think that uh, that it's it's only growing. It's only getting bigger. Um, you watch it. We've always had uh, throughout this year every single home game. We've had a ton of. Uh, outside of it just being Las Vegas, we've had a, a ton of uh, high-profile stars um, from every every genre, from actors to musicians mm-hmm. to NBA players, NFL players that that want to see us play. And I think we 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 uh, one of the things that helps that is that uh, I think our organization and and our staff does a great job of allowing our players to be themselves and to have and to express their personalities. And I think that's what you need from the, from the WNBA. They, they, uh, um, they're amazing people uh, who have amazing stories and great big personalities that should be marketed in a way that um, not just helps their brand, but uh, that helps the brand of the league. And, um, and so because of that, the, any way that you can expand that um, I think can be done. And uh, when you think about the, the possibilities of, of locations, whether it's in Oakland or whether it's a, a Philly or whether it's a Toronto, right. these are these are basketball cities, um, right? And, and so uh, I think it'd be great for the league. Yeah, I remember when the league first started, there was so many teams and you couldn't get them, and you know they were trying to fill. You know, I, I I'm here in D.C. now um, mm-hmm. from New York, but I used to go like Madison Square Garden. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like a mecca. You couldn't fill that, right. so you could at first, and then it just died down. And then mm-hmm. it was like, mm-hmm. okay, let's. And I think this the past couple of years has been building back up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you cool. hear the naysayers, but those are the ones that sit on the couch and can't play. So, um, right, yeah, All those are always the ones talking. So excited to hear that. What What do you see for yourself three, two, three years? Still, yeah. Yeah. I hope to be a head coach at some point. Um, I'm just, I, I try not to um, put a, put a box around um, what my future holds or what my career entails. Just kind of enjoy where I'm at and not get too, um, too anxious to move on. And just, I think it kind of devalues the experience sometimes when you do that and mm-hmm. it takes away from all that you can learn in the spot where you are. So I try to stay planted in that. And uh, I'm, I'm, I've been blessed to, uh, be around some great players and great coaches, and I'm around an amazing coach right now that I'm constantly learning from. And so that's where my focus is at and just trying to um, do my part to um, bring whatever I can to the table to try to make this a back-to-back experience for us. Um, and the goal is always to get better. So whether that's as a team or whether that's as a coach, that's that's what the goal is. Okay. Tanisha? Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, I mean, there's no if and buts about it. Your your future is about as bright as it gets <laughs> for what you're doing. So um, I'm so excited for whatever you're going to do in the future. And we're here for it. Believe me, we, yep, are, we are fans. And uh, man, I mean, I'm just impressed with everything that you guys have accomplished. You and Becky. And I mean, it's been it's been it's been a joy to watch. Thank yep. you. So and, much. and you and your wife. So we, we want to wish you. um 
before we go, you got any closing thoughts? Anything that you want to say? Yeah, let's know something going on. <laughs> no, it's just uh, it's been a uh, just trying to figure out what this the off season entails. I just um, got back from a workout with one of our players and um, have another one later tonight. So the grind never stops, as they say. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, especially with a newborn, that grind is right. Unlike that grind is real, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. But you so, ain't got him in the basket on the side of the court, do you? Yeah. You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I'm just uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying being a, a, a champion. I'm enjoying being a dad. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying being a husband, and um, oh, you know, I, life is good right now. So um, God is good. Um, he. Um, continues to bless and I got a good support system around and especially with the aces, um, but also with my family back home. So uh, that's all I can ask for. That's fantastic. Fantastic. That Again, so we appreciate you. Don't be a stranger to the show. I won't, I'm going to reach won't. out to you because we got some stuff that we want to send to you. So I'm going to reach out to you to get an address and everything. But um, again, we appreciate you coming on the show and we wish you the very best on the court, off the court, wherever you Thank go. Thank you so much. If y'all ever in Vegas, let me know. You can come to the game. Oh, we coming. Oh, absolutely. That's we, that's we, gonna happen. We're we're coming to Vegas and we will definitely let you know. Absolutely. Right. We're gonna make it we're gonna it. yeah, we're gonna make it a trip next okay. year. Okay. All, right? All right, thank you. All right, you take care. All right, thanks. Thank you again. Bye. I'm going.